sibilance, sibilance, sibilance. Yeah, I think we're fine. Beer. Beer is good. Beer is good. Supreme Court is bad. Beer is good. Welcome, everybody. It's false spring here in Chicago, and it's Draft Politics, episode 109, and I'm here at Half Acre. This is EJ with Steve. Uh, yes, uh, we are here. We are enjoying the weather. We don't care about the wind and the sun and everything. Like We, we, we will be out here because it's important to be out here covering politics. Right. And the beautiful weather it is has unbelievable. nothing to do with this at all. Unbelievable. <laughs> and I, I was thinking about how unoriginal we are, because every time there's like an unexpected, really nice day, we're like, we got to get to Half Acre. we got to get over there. But I think our Chicago listeners will appreciate that. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, I feel you, man. I understand. Like, <laughs> I want to be out there, too. But I'm busy. I don't know. What, what does one do on a Sunday afternoon when one does not have to drink beer and talk politics? I, I don't know. Laundry, I, don't know. I assume. And they've only got a small section of the outdoor space open, which is just fine. Yes. Just fine. Yesterday, I I went over to Hot Butcher for the World because it was also a very nice day, and they have the kind of quasi-inside-outside, so it was sort of a transition from uh, outside to inside. But we have got a lot to talk about. Yes, yes. It's been a a busy—it's been about two weeks. It's been about two weeks since we last recorded, I think. Um, I've been out traveling the, the, the world, mostly just the debauch haunts of uh, of the U.S., but, uh, so I'm not as necessarily as up-to-date as EJ That's might true. be. But, That's uh, true. That's true. Like, Las Vegas and New I was New in Orleans. Vegas and then New Orleans, so, like, my liver is really not on board with this beer at this <laughs> point, but uh, it'll learn to adapt just as we do. Are you going to hit up Atlantic City for the trifecta? <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to Atlantic City, and I'm okay with that. I have that one too closely connected to a certain former president. But anyhow, uh, let's talk about what's going on. So we've got uh, some uh, good news out of the Supreme Court. No. No, oh, no. sorry. There's I never know. any good news. There's never any good out of, yeah. out of the Supreme there Court. Is, there is at best, like, it didn't go as bad as we thought it would. Like, that's the best we do with the Supreme Court. But I think, uh, it, I think it really is. And. And look, as we keep saying, we're not we're not lawyers. There's so much legal stuff going on. Um, always recommend that people check out things like, you know, the the Jack Podcast or or Daily Beans or uh, NPR's got a good uh, actual attorneys. Yes, listen to <laughs> other people, um, but we can we react the way that about. we all do. So right now, we've been waiting for weeks for the Supreme Court to react to the immunity. This, the motion for stay of the D.C. case um, while they decide immunity. And there were a few interesting things about that because it was actually just a petition to put everything on hold. It wasn't a petition for the Supreme Court to actually look at the case, to take it up. Um, that's, called a, that's called a petition for certiorari, which I... I just assumed was an Irish actress, but no, it's <laughs> actually the uh, actually what they do. But there was no petition made that way. Um, but we waited now three and a half weeks for the Supreme Court to say, like, oh yeah, I guess we'll just we're gonna we're gonna grant the stay, boo, which we really didn't want, and we're gonna take up the case, which we really didn't want. Yeah, uh, and, because and we thought that this this Ninth Circuit had written their their assessment 
and their judgment so cleanly that the Supreme Court didn't really need to have it. Yeah. Um, well, and, and what we're seeing here is that uh, it is unlikely that the Supreme Court is going to grant any sort of broad immunity or even like more targeted immunity here. Uh, but what they are doing is dragging things out. They're throwing right. dirt in the in the gears. If we hear the case, I mean, like they said, they're going to hear the case in April, but they won't likely make an actual ruling until well into June. Who who knows? I mean, I I, th- I think the the short answer is nobody knows. Like, yeah, I, I mean. What the typical timeline is kind of thrown out the window. Yeah, they they could take a long time. And they so could then take not a long time. They have to. So now they have to wait for that to happen. What the actual ruling is will determine what the schedule needs to be. Yeah, for uh, that from case. there. So there's a very good chance that this on its own could push things past the election. Um, there's also the possibility that other things would be appealed and like they could have it. You know, that could come back to the appeals court to be decided, and then it goes back up again. It could be. I mean. What it boils down to is if the Supreme Court is in favor of you delaying, you can delay for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah. And it's a thing nobody nobody wanted this delay. Now, again, maybe hopefully we'll, there will at least be some closure on that particular issue whenever that happens. <laughs> and I, I think there are two things that I just, in the sort of made me feel terrible, made me feel maybe slightly better on the terrible side. Look. There was no reason they had to wait this long to make a decision. No reason they had to wait that long for oral arguments. Yeah. The Nixon immunity was like two weeks from petition to right. pick no, it up is, another is, week to the oral arguments. Yeah. This is 100% a political move by a Republican Supreme yeah. Court that is trying to buy time for Trump. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, if he doesn't win election, he's he's pretty much fucked. Yeah. But... But that's the thing. Like, they're willing to, like, play that out. And so they're willing to play that out to the point where knowing full well that if he does manage to become president again, that he will uh, forgive himself for these crimes that he's committed. So, Uh, Well, uh, but let me just maybe small glimmer of hope. Yes. One of the things that I, I found interesting about this, though I didn't find it immediately interesting. It took a few days. But there was no dissent. And there could have been a dissent. So some of the speculation that had been going around was that the reason it was taking so long is because somebody was crafting a dissent to whatever the decision was. Yeah. And we ended up getting none. So that tells me that there was, you know, the amount of negotiation that was probably going on to figure out how to you know, I think probably John Roberts trying to thread some needle where the Supreme Court still looked together on this. I mean, I think as far as it goes, it's like kind of how I read that is um, there was a conservative majority that wanted to delay things just purely for that political reason. The The liberals on the court are in a position like, well, we're going to have to deal with this anyhow, so let's take it as an opportunity to very clearly define, you know, that this is not something you can you can do. And so, um, yeah, and, and look. Making, they, lemons of, making lemonade of their lemons, yeah. so to speak. I mean, look, the, the absolute worst news would have been, well, we're going we're gonna to just stay it. Yeah. And, and not pick it up, right? Not agree to hear it. And then Trump would have had another 30 days or something to then appeal the decision to the Supreme Court 
And that would have reset the clock on them deciding whether or not to, yeah. to hear the case. So uh, there were four possible options. This was not the worst one, <laughs> but it was the second <laughs> worst one. That sounds right. Second worst one. Uh, I will say if they decide that the uh, president has ultimate immunity from everything, uh, then then uh, Biden needs to crack out SEAL Team 6 per, uh, per conversations around that and just have some fun. Have have some fun. <laughs> like go, you know what? Just like go nuts. Just kind of like leave office. Like resign after like you know the explosions in the background. Walking away. Yeah. He's got the sunglasses on, driving off in his Camaro. You know. <sighs> his German Shepherd riding co-pilot. Hey, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I actually think Major should be driving at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 um, I, that's you know, our. Biting humor. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> we listed out some other podcasts you can listen to now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and look, there are lots of other lots of other legal news. Obviously, Florida is weird and strange. And Judge Cannon, for the first time in forever, actually ru- ruled against Trump. But in sort of a, a strange way where the government had said, hey, Cannon, we think you made a mistake here. And she came back and said, you know what? I really did not make a mistake. You guys are idiots, but I'm going to reverse my previous decision. Just, ju- I, just <laughs> I just decided. <laughs> just in the interest of comedy, we're going yeah. to, uh, and not comedy, comedy, yeah. we're going to say, all right, fine. And at the same time, there were uh, uh, there was a hearing about the trial date. So the, the government is pushing for a July 8th trial date there. And she's like, whoa, whoa, that seems a little soon. We still have no evidence to go through. Um, so that's going the way everybody expects it to. Slowly. And the thing is, it's frustrating is like that is, I think, the most open and shut case. Like he clearly violated the rules. There's a pile of evidence about yeah. him violating the rules. Unfortunately, we have a judge who has zero interest in seeing this uh, adjudicated quickly. So, yeah. and and here's the thing: like he has taken the he has taken the tack that he's just going to admit to doing all of the things he's accused of, and just say that the law is wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like so, he said like, oh well, I deemed all of these things personal before I left. Like. You know, he's like, just like Bill Clinton did with his tapes. And so the comparison here is Bill Clinton had some recordings that he was going to use for his biography. Some just some cassettes, you know, presumably. Right. Um, They were not like nuclear war plans. (laughs) Right. So they were they were the product of conversations between Bill Clinton and his biographer, as opposed to the product of the parts of the government. Yes. So and and Donald Trump like he admits it right so like all of his interviews he's saying well yes of course I took those those are mine it's all it's all mine I was totally allowed to do it and you just say okay well that's that's where we are his assumption is just that he'll get what he wants he'll find enough people to say I believe whatever you say and that is a terrifying thing yeah I need something to pick me up. I need a phone uh, a friend. Perhaps uh, the end of Mitch McConnell as a leader in the Senate. Would that make you feel a little better? Slightly. Slightly, slightly better. better. Slightly um, better. 
I, I, it's a it's a mixed thing. One, he's still in the Senate, so there's that. But it's not like he would be like if he left office completely. I don't imagine the Kentucky election would get us a better senator. I, you never know. Kentucky does have a. a uh, they do have a governor who's uh, I, yeah. yeah that's Bashir fair. is that's the fair. governor fair. of Kentucky. Yeah. Maybe you know, Bashir would race. run for Senate, and then and then all of our problems are solved. I, I mean, why not? Um, but yeah, no, he's stepping down, um, and it seems like he's kind of. I mean, part of it, I assume, is because his software is clearly corrupted and buggy at this point, and he has to be rebooted periodically. <laughs> that's true. Um, but also, he doesn't really want to be part of the Trump fascist regime uh, if Trump wins. And, and it's very <laughs> clear that, that he, as much as we hate McConnell, so do a lot of Republicans, which makes no damn sense to no. me. But it is well, what it is. Well, and McConnell, uh, you know, this is, this is sort of the classic leopards ate my face, right? He's, he's there saying like, oh, I, I can't believe that the Supreme Court has taken so long in this. Oh, oh McConnell, why? Why do you think all these judges got in? Yeah, that was the the work you said you're most proud yeah. of. Hey, 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 hey! Do you remember when you voted to acquit yeah. uh, during he's the like so, you so like, shocked that he, that you know after trying to burn democracy down for his entire career that democracy isn't working so great? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> and and he was almost single handedly he could have pulled enough Republican senators to convict Donald Trump. Yes. In the second impeachment. And now he's like, I can't believe that Donald I can't believe Donald Trump right. is still going to well, yeah. The guy who literally tried to kill you. Like, that's not actually, like, it's not a euphemism. It's not a metaphor. It's an simile. He actually tried to kill you. <laughs> Would have been happy with it. <sighs> okay. Well, hopefully we've got some other humorous news later on. But I Yeah, we, we actually have a... A phone a friend kind of like oh, yeah. humor bit we can throw in at any random time. It's unrelated to really any of this, but I've I've got a thought. I will bring up, and it will be delightful if we need to. So awesome! Let us continue awesome. down the pathway of despair. Down, down the pathway of despair. Look, I, I mean, maybe as we talk about the legal stuff, do remember that the state case in fraudulent business records is underway. Yes, in New York, that's good, right? That's that's happy. Yeah. Also, um, also Trump still owes like an absurd amount of money and plus interest. Yeah. Like it keeps ticking up the interest. Uh huh. I've got that website. And do you have that website up? The uh, Trump oh, DebtCounter dot com. That's delightful. Uh, currently at four hundred sixty five million five hundred or fifty seven thousand seven hundred and eighty one eighty three dollars eighty four dollars eighty six dollars fifty <laughs> thirty. I mean, it's it is going. In real time. I love it. Um, and that's just for the fraud trial. That doesn't include the E.G. Carroll, Carroll yeah, yeah, yeah. 86 right. million. Right. So um, so other other optimistic things. Like, I mean, actually, like, I, I want to go down the path of despair because that's what we do. But, like, yeah, we still have some good news is that we have passed some temporary spending. We're not going to yeah, hey. hit the the government. is not going to shut down this week. Yet. Uh, no. no debt ceilings uh, on the horizon. Yeah. So that's nice. Well, and can you imagine? So they had this meeting at the White House. It was <laughs> Jeffries and McConnell and uh, Chuck Schumer and Mike Johnson and the president and Kamala Harris. Like, I mean, that's a place where Mitch McConnell is like, 
I'm not the most hated person in the room. Right. And you know that was all just ganging up oh, yeah. on Mike Johnson. Like, dude, you're an idiot. You oh, have yeah. no control. You have no power here. Yeah. At least try to do something good Yeah. at all, anything. I, know, I will say that was one thing that came up this week, slightly going back to what we were talking about previously, is like, you know, they got to replace Mitch McConnell as leader. But the thing that works well for Republicans there is that he's not like an like it's not an official role. So they have their own like weird secret ballot thing. And that's yeah. fine. Whereas Mike Johnson, of course, is subject to the rules of the House and 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 all of the weirdness that has unfolded around that. So at any moment, somebody could say, nope, and and he would be done. And people have talked about that, actually. Of course they have, yeah. because chaos. And there, it's only well, a- you figure we get a couple more Republicans, you know, resign or get arrested or, you know, fall off a cliff or whatever, that then it's like suddenly like, oh, well, Democrat can say, you're done, and take over. But well, and, and we know the Matt Gates, uh, the Matt Gates investigation continues. Yeah. It continues. Um, I know we've got some weird order here in our rundown. Um, but maybe we jump into the House impeachment inquiry. We can do that. Such, such as it is. Bounce around, cool. And and I think there were two big things that came out in the last couple of weeks. One is, and and actually we talked about it, but it's been developing. Is my friend and yours, Comrade Smirnoff? Yes. You may remember him from his 80s comedy routine about the uh, Soviet uh, Soviet Union. But, <laughs> but no, it's actually an actual person. It's not a comedy routine. It's not a comedian. Uh, yeah. Although so the, it is comical. Yeah, but, it it uh, is comical, sad comical, right? So he, yes. he was this FBI informant who has been working for the FBI evidently for a very long time. But he had a, a statement, an official statement to the FBI that was, touted as the big reason why there was an impeachment investigation yeah. that yeah. Hunter and Joe Biden both received $5 million bribes from Burisma. Right. And it's and what's delightful about this is it's like very clear that all of that was a Russian intelligence operation. It was intentionally supplying fake information to cause trouble in our elections. And and it's it it remains fascinating to me how much of our politics is Republicans aligning with russian intelligence like and it's like it's like it's not even necessarily that they're like in bed with like putin it's that they're just idiots (laughs) and he gets supplies them exactly you know it's the uh what's the thing where you believe a thing and so you see a fact and you're like oh why it's clearly true because i believe a thing bias uh confirmation confirmation bias thank you that's the word i was going for do you want to mark that so we can I don't know. <laughs> edit it out later. <laughs> Maybe that'll yeah, get edited. I, I, I think know. there is some confirmation bias. But yeah, there. there's there's definitely some confirmation bias going on there at the very least, even if they're not bought by Russia, which right. you know may be true too. Yeah, and when you say it's clearly a Russian intelligence thing, like he said it was in one of his hearings since then. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I got that. I made that up. I got it from. These guys in the Russian FSB. Anyway, I don't have any money, so I can't leave. So let me just uh, let me get out on parole. Ignore that six million dollars that my attorneys are giving me access to, so I can flee the country. Yeah. So he's back in custody now. Yeah. Which is good. He was out for a while. He's back in custody in the jurisdiction of California. Um, and again, the weird part about this: this is all 
started by David Weiss, who is the special counsel who is investigating Hunter Biden for sawdust. Yeah, for sawdust. And speaking of Hunter Biden, he testified finally in Congress this week. Um, And evidently it was, and we've seen the transcripts now, so part of the negotiation uh, about his interview was the release of the full transcripts if it was going to be behind closed doors. Yeah. And there is a lot in there, it, a lot to unpack. I don't recommend reading the whole thing because it still sucks. But there was a great exchange between Matt Gates and Hunter Biden where Matt Gates is like, so were you doing cocaine when you were on the board of Burisma? And Hunter Biden's like, you of all people, should you be asking me about drug use? <laughs> Just like, I mean, he is pulling no punches, which I really, really appreciate. Yeah, Um, he's got that feistiness from his dad. Like, yeah, like there's definitely. But uh, yeah, it's it's all stupid. Um, I I, it feels like Republicans are just going to have to settle for Biden being too old instead of Biden being on the take from somebody. Yeah, they. It actually seems to me like. If I were just totally neutral and observing this, like it seems like a waste of time and energy for them to be doing it because nobody's paying attention to it. I mean, to them, though, it's like, am I getting sound bites for Fox News? Yes, no. Like, that's that's all they care about. So, you know, whether it applies to reality or not is sort of irrelevant. Yeah, I don't even think Fox News is covering it that heavily now. Yeah. Because they've got the old I thing. don't know. I don't watch Fox News. <laughs> well, that's fair. I, 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 that's I, fair. I care too much about my mental health. Um, okay. And we kind of, you know, sort of shifting gears a little bit into the elections because, you know, I I really am torn, frankly, about how much to talk about the election stuff because it's the kind of thing that's overwhelming and terrifying. And Well, but, I mean, we're a politics podcast. The right? uh, that's, so, true. And that's true. So we kind of have to talk about that. But that's why we have the beer drinking side of our politics, so we can sort of, like, right. smooth it out. Um, so we can definitely talk about that. Um, so there are new legislative maps going on in Wisconsin. Um, there, there's been back and forth with the courts and all that, and, and now they've settled on a new legislative map. Now, um, it's not as good as... They probably could have gotten, but, you know, they settled for this and uh, it's better than it was. Slightly. So, yeah. 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 So, so um, yeah, in Wisconsin, they it was two sets of maps that were kind of going through the court. So there yeah. was the, the state legislative maps that got redrawn completely and kind of got rid of a lot of the Republican gerrymander. Yeah. Um, and those were signed into law a few weeks ago. That's good news for yeah. That's extremely good news. The long term future. All of this. Yeah, <laughs> the congressional maps in Wisconsin are essentially the same. Are going to be the same in twenty four as they were in twenty two. Yeah, um, slightly better, I think. But like the the big case to have them redrawn was rejected by the Supreme Court. Yeah. The, you know the Wisconsin Supreme Court, which is you know has a slight liberal majority now, but still they they rejected that. Yeah. Um, in New York, so if you recall, um, and the reason we have a Republican House of Representatives is because New York, the New York Democrats were idiots. <laughs> yes, and yes, yes. 
redrew the maps in such a, a a partisan way that they got thrown out, right, and sent to a redistricting committee, and so the the maps that were in place for the last for twenty twenty two did not favor Democrats really at all. Um, although still somehow Santos got elected anyway, but then there was this committee that now proposed had proposed new maps which were better for Democrats without a doubt, but the Democratic legislature rejected those maps and just passed maps that were slightly better for Democrats than the commission maps. And you just look at it and you go, guys, just take a win here. Yeah. Right? Like, do we really want to have to go through this process where we lose the house again because you guys don't know how to write maps? Right. Like... Take it from Illinois. And, and there yeah, are ways to say, gerrymander things. Shout out to Illinois. Like, yes, our, our maps are biased. But they're biased in a way that is, like, has been validated and is done in a sound way. Um, would I prefer that nationally we fixed all of the gerrymanders? Yes. But until that time comes, I want us gerrymander Dell because uh, we got to balance out other It happens places. everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the primaries are kind of going as expected. Um, uh, uh, um, I think the biggest primary that has happened since our last podcast was Michigan. Yes. Um, and there were a few interesting things that came out of Michigan. One, on the Democratic side, there was big moment, movement for uncommitted yeah. as the Democratic vote, as a protest, you know, specifically around the war in, uh, in Gaza. Um, and it, it did... Better than we hoped, I say through gritted teeth. I say better. But I, I well, you say better than you hoped. I'm I I was yeah. I guess for that do doesn't well. really so <laughs> to, <laughs> to your taste. But uh, but yeah, no, they had a good good amount of people turning out for that, and it was a good organized effort. And so you know, the primary doesn't have much value in terms of picking a candidate because we know yeah. who's going to win it. But uh, if it gives people an opportunity outside of that to. Uh, state how they're feeling, yeah. and I think that's good. And, and so it ended up being, and this is the thing, and like, I don't remember which guy from Pod Save America said it, but like, Democrats shit their pants about everything. So here we go. Joe Biden got 81% of the vote. Yeah. Which is a lot. Um, uncommitted was second with 13.2% of the vote. Yeah. And Michigan has got kind of a history of this. And this isn't even the biggest percentage of uncommitted that have come in. Uh, third place. What do you think third place was in Michigan on the uh, Democratic side? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make it a 50-50, yeah. Mary Ann Williamson or Dean Phillips? Yeah, it was, it was Williamson. It, it was Williamson, 3% Phillip, of the vote. Nobody even knows who Phillips is. Like, I, I will say I'm, I remain disappointed that there were no uh, progressive – challengers to Biden that threw their hat in the ring and it was just like, I'm going to make a chance at running. Um, you know, and so there's really been nothing for anybody to pour. And I think like, I think because I think that there would be two benefits to that. One is that it would create more energy around the election. I think it would give Biden an opportunity to show more energy and yeah. would be actually beneficial to him. But it would also give people a, a, a place to focus that you know, on and say, okay, we disagree on some things here. Let us bring that yeah. person out and create a pressure point to influence Biden into his next uh, uh, election. So I think it would have been good. But I think it would have been good as well. 
Ugh. Feels bad, though, man. Feels bad. Feels bad. Um, Haley got crushed in Michigan. Um, again, not too surprisingly. Um, and that caused the Koch brothers pack to kind of back out. Yeah. They're done, um, done burning money because uh, I, I said it as the Koch brothers because as though one of them is still alive that is now dead. But, you know, I kind of feel like his zombie spirit remains yeah. and is part of that. So a couple interesting things, though, about the Republican primary. So first of all, Nikki Haley did get 26.5% of the vote. I mean, she got almost 300,000 votes. Yeah. Which is a thing. Uncommitted on the Republican side got 3% of the votes. Um, and raw percentage-wise, like, or raw number-wise, like, more than Marianne Williamson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny, though. Marianne Williamson came out of there, and she's like, wait a minute, guys. After Michigan, I think I'm getting back into this. I think I've, I'm viable again. You know, it's funny, as I heard a story that I, I believe is true— but I don't know for sure, was that she was planning to do a call where she was going to get out and like announce that she was stepping out of the race. And she, they set up a Zoom call and was going to talk to all the people who were her yeah. supporters and say, I'm tapping out. But they didn't understand how to manage the people talking on the Zoom properly. Checks out, yeah. And so as she started to kind of go into that, a bunch of people were saying, no, no, you need to keep running, you need to keep running. And she's like, okay, fine. I don't know if that's true, but I believe it's true. Because, to go back to our previous comment, confirmation bias. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not, immu- not immune. Not immune. Um, so what else we got? We got uh, RFK Jr. is on the ballot in Arizona. God help us all. Um, because you know there's going to be some people who will show up and see a Kennedy on the ballot and their brain will misfire. Especially in Arizona, where the electorate is, it contains more people who have voted for JFK uh, than than average. (laughs) I mean, well, and remember, Super Tuesday is coming up, right? So Super Tuesday is going to be, is it interesting? I'm actually not sure how interesting it is. Um, It's one of these things where, you know, you want to make a big deal out of it, but I I hate to say that so many things are already decided. Yeah. Um, but that that happens in just a couple of days on March fifth. Yep. So. Whew. Uh. So. Uh. Which presidential candidate do you believe is most credibly going to save us from the the crisis at the border? Uh, I'm going to say. Neither. Oh, oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's no crisis at the border. Oh, oh, trick question. You caught on. Yeah, yeah, trick. trick uh, question. So yeah, so so we had uh, both uh, Biden and Trump go to the border on the same day, which it seems like Trump planned it uh, originally, and then Biden decided to show up at the same time and have the the dueling speeches, and. Uh, I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts on this? Because I have many. But like, what kind of kabuki theater was that? <laughs> and what I thought uh, was interesting is like a lot. I, of I've the, seen kabuki theater now, uh, yeah. so I know. I, I I it seemed like a lot of the photo ops were with people that were dressed 
almost exactly the same. It was like, we're going to find some people who look like they're probably law enforcement. Right. And right. then we'll just kind of pick what law enforcement-y things they do yeah. and say yeah. that they support me. Um, there was a National Guard general who spoke for Trump who's now in a lot of trouble because you're not supposed to do that. Is Shrug. he really? Is he really not in trouble? Really. No, not really. I, I found the whole thing... I found the whole thing frustrating but necessary. I mean, I do think that Biden has to has to keep on a message that he's trying to do something here. But I think the I I think the problem that Biden has is that his message is I would do something, but I can't because Trump has too much influence. I mean, that's the core of what he's saying is I would like to do something. But this guy mm. won't work with me, so I can't. Whereas Trump is saying, I'm going to fix it. And, and whether he will or not is more about his incompetence than anything else. But do I believe that if he really wanted to, he would fix it? Yes. Do I believe he would use, do the most horrifying fascist tactics on earth? Yes. Also, yes. But like, yeah. you're not going to win is that an argument with, I'm going to be tougher on the border than Trump. Because nobody believes you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so you're kind of making a weak argument, and I just feel like it's not it's not helping them. Like if they, if somebody is going to the polls and believes that um, immigration is is the biggest concern for them, they're voting for Trump most likely. In in immigration, in the terms that we're talking about, not actual like mm. real immigration, like we would actually you know would be smart, but in the in the, yeah. in the people with languages we've never heard yeah, I mean, coming across the bar. I, I, like, that was, that was the humorous delight from all this, is the... Uh, I mean, the Trump it, speech was all over the place. I, I think, at the end of the day, something that I, 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 I send to my friends who are uh, long-term Republicans are just these... I, I'm just going to ask you to read the transcript of this speech... <laughs> right. And tell me if this person right. is sane. Just, just that's yeah. all I'm going to do. I, I, yeah, just going to send you that. You, you aren't going to win an argument with who is tougher because right. That's not. That's not. You, you need to win it on. He's incompetent. He's a fool. He's not very good at this. He's a baby. Like you need to like diminish him as a person rather than elevating him as like some kind of tough guy that you want to be tougher than. I think that's a really good point. I actually I think that's a really really nice point which is yeah. you know this isn't about yeah this is definitely about his negatives not anything that could be reverse inferred as a positive. Yes, exactly. Yep. Reverse inferred. Yeah, like we like it's I, like confirmation I, bias I'll but be we the just first made person it up. to tell you like I'm afraid of of him being in charge because I think he's going to like screw everything up and yeah. and we're gonna not gonna have democracy anymore but honestly i feel like that is less about him and more about the people who will come in behind him with all these yeah. grand plans project 25 project 2025 which we will inevitably talk about more as we hurtle towards november <sighs> uh <sighs> let's see anything oh well one bright side on this is that trump will not be on the ballot or he may be on the ballot. I don't know what the latest of it is, but he won't be. He's theoretically not going to be on the ballot here in Illinois, though the ballots have already been printed. Yeah, and he's, so, he's on the ballot, so he's kind of on the ballot. But like, it's like it he's count, not going to be on the ballot. Question. But that decision has stayed. 
by the judge who made the decision. Right. Because the Supreme Court has not made their decision. To give decision. him time to appeal, and it's just, yeah. yeah. So. But what I, again, what I like about this I'm, is as a matter of law, in now multiple states, Trump has been found to have engaged in insurrection. Yes. As a matter of law. Yeah. For whatever that matters. Yeah. God, I, I need that humor phone a friend. Oh, humor phone a friend. Great. Yeah. Make oh, me feel better. Um, Go. Uh, Mike Lindell. You may remember him from such things as pillows. Um, he do. had a, a bet that he put out into the world, and he's like, I will pay somebody $5 million if they can debunk my clear and established facts about uh, the election having been stolen. And so, as you might expect, somebody took him up on it, debunked everything. And so he was like, well, then I'm not going to pay it. And so then, then he went to arbitration over this with the guy who debunked him. Uh, I wish I knew the guy's name who debunked him because he's doing quality work here. Um, but took him, took him to an um, arbitrator. Arbitrator said, no, you still owe him. He still refused to pay. And now a court is saying, no, you have to pay him uh, to the tune of $5 million. Easy money, honestly. Uh, I mean, really, I feel like an idiot for not that's okay. not trying to do it. That's all right. We don't need it. We don't need to find it in real time. But I, I, I found that delightful. It has nothing to do with anything real in politics, but it is nice to see a little comeuppance for that clown show and his apparently quite comfy pillows. Yeah, it was Robert Zeidman. Robert, Robert, Robert Zeidman. Zeidman. Okay. I don't know. Follow him on Twitter. Thank you, thank you Patriot Zeidman. Yeah, exactly. Five million dollar richer patriot. He's never going to get that money. He's never going to get that. He's money, yeah. never ever well, I mean, going to get that a, money. Now there's an actual court judgment. He has a chance. But uh, sure. How many pillows do you have to sell to get to five million dollars? Many. How many pairs of four hundred dollar tennis shoes do you need to sell? So uh, we didn't talk about Georgia and the just ridiculousness of the Fonny Willis, yeah, disqualification stuff, and I. I don't want to talk about it because it, there's nothing to talk about other than some mild racism, some probably bad judgment by Fonny Willis and Nathan Wade, and, and, and some terrible lawyering and absolutely by everybody. Nothing, of, nothing about it has anything to do with what right. Trump did I, and whether he should be prosecuted for I, it or the, not. The only thing I'll say here is that Nathan Wade's former law partner and divorce attorney— <laughs> that guy got up on the stand and he's like, I lie to everybody all the time. Yeah. I passed gossip as truth. I don't know, man. I don't even know what's true. I'm like, wow, that's 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 a bold strategy. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's going to be some kind of decision about it. Uh, we can cover it when there's a decision. Yeah, that makes me feel bad. Luckily, I'm coming off that thinking about Mike Lindell having to pay $5 million. There we go. There you go. Uh, CPAC. Actual Nazis. Actual Nazis at CPAC. I mean, we've seen CPAC slowly devolve over the years. Yeah. But, but, but previously when the Nazis were there, they were just kind of quietly Nazis. You know, they were wearing, right. wearing nice clothes and, right. and pretending or they were Nazis. Or maybe the, the real Nazis got kicked out even sometimes. Oh, yeah, quite possibly. But and they uh, said this time, they were like, hey, we used to get kicked out of this, and now they, they don't seem now, to care. Now, like, now even they, they were, were surprised. Fine. Yeah. Because nobody was there. Yeah. Except for Jack Scobiak, whatever his name is, who said, 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're here to overthrow de- democracy. We almost did it on January 6th. Now it's really going to happen. Great. Great. Anyway, totally normal crowd. Yeah. Totally normal crowd. <sighs> bunch, of, bunch of undecided voters there. Anyhow, uh, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, Cheeseboro. You said something about... This, this is actually maybe my favorite thing yes. that's come out. And, and then we'll kind of get into the states. We should talk about yep, beer. Yep. But... Kenneth, the big cheese, Cheeseboro. Yes. Um, you know, at some point, you know, in the last few months, he decided he was just going to cooperate with everybody. He's going to do a, a tour of all the states. Yeah. He's going to tell them all the things they need to know, they want to know. It's He's, he's going to come clean. He's going to try to rejuvenate his, his image, I guess. And, you know, part of those things were a lot of discussions in Michigan about, you know, like how um, how he, you know, what he really felt about the sort of theories around overturning the election, et cetera, et cetera, where he's like, well, I didn't actually believe this. This wasn't a thing. I, I was just asked to do it. And so I did this stuff. And, you know, and they're like, OK, well, that's interesting. Hey, just just checking in. Um, did you have any like uh, social media accounts or uh, maybe uh, any pseudonyms or anything like that? He's like, no, no, not at all, not at all. Well, shockingly, was he lying? Oh, uh, he was lying. Oh, weird. Huh. <laughs> he had, and I love this so much. He had a Twitter account that he'd been posting on well before the 2020 election. Yeah, called the Badger Pundit. And if you went to it, it said location. It was like Cheeseland. And it contradicted everything that he said of in course. his official statements. Of course. He's like, oh, yeah, we could totally throw all these out. Oh, yeah, we should. This totally rigged. Uh-huh. Mike Pence can do er- anything he wants. There's, And, like, you go through it, and it's the exact opposite of everything that he said in his interviews with Michigan. So, I'll you pretend know. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shocked, shocked, not so shocked. But then you, you, you just have to remember it's Michigan, and the women from Michigan just continue to kick ass. Benson, Nestle, Gretchen Whitmer. So Nestle must have been like probably looking at the Twitter account, right? They've got it up on an iPad, and they're like, would you say that Mike Pence can do whatever he wants at any time based on the Constitution and should overthrow it? And he was like, no, no, he shouldn't. Okay, good. Just making sure. Okay, <laughs> just reading the Badger Pundit tweets and asking them about him. Yeah, uh, that's so good. not only is it funny, sad, funny, but also it exposes him to significant risk because he perjured himself. Yeah, again, maybe he's well, but ah, but maybe he was lying on Twitter, so that's not perjury. Maybe everything else he said was true, but everything he tweeted on Twitter that was a lie. But he lied about lying on Twitter. Uh, does he have friends on the Supreme Court? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, he's fucked then. He's not quite a big enough cheese. Oh, and reminder, this is the year of the fuck. So the fucks will be fucking... Roll them out. Fucking roll, roll them <laughs> out. Uh, do we want to grab a refill? Yes, and, yes, we do. Uh, yes. And so we'll we're going to take see a... See how the states are doing right now. And then we'll check in with the states and see if they're doing okay. We've sort of touched on Wisconsin here a little bit, but we'll get we'll get to more. Spoiler alert, they're not. They're not. Nope.
Let's get back to talking politics. Well, first of all, do you want to talk about our beer because we now have beer? Yeah, man. Okay. So if you follow this podcast and you know it's a sunny day in Chicago, you know where we are. Yeah. We're at Half Acre. It's just beautiful here. I mean, Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, it's kind of a parking lot, but it, it is a parking lot. Yes. But it's also very nice. Yes. We're sitting on – their patio is sort of consolidated right now. It's not quite fully open, uh, but there's the, the patio is full. Uh, there are plenty of, of babies and dogs wandering about. Um, it's lovely. What are you drinking? Uh, that looks pretty good. It is really good. So uh, their menu right now is pretty light. Uh, so they've got – They've got a couple of hazies out there. They've got some of the classics. Is that that uh, like Laser Dragon or whatever? No, though? this is this is the beer. It's called Green Torch, but I can almost never remember it. Yes, and so I call it Fire Snake. Fire Snake. That's right. <laughs> because that's what's on the can. It is a it is a lime lager, and it is really good. Yes. And it it also seems super weird to be drinking this in March. Outside right. in Chicago, We're supposed to be still deep in the porters at this point. So. Yeah, exactly, just cuddling up with it. But this is—it's <laughs> excellent. It's light. It's crushable. It's you know five percent or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can and I'm see having the Reef Knot, which is a seasonal lager, and uh, it is exactly what I want to be drinking yeah. on a nice day like this, uh, which is, is also four and a half percent, sixty-six degrees. Uh, yeah. We're sitting in the sun, and it's just. Just damn beautiful. Are you going to get sunburned today? I'm going to get sunburned today. Like, we've been sitting in the sun, and I'm like, I'm going to torch. And you know what? I, I don't want to do that, but I'm okay with it. Maybe you should have the green torch. There you go. There you go. So, anyhow, let's talk state politics. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, like. Or not pol- Well, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, the non-Illinois states. I mean, like, <laughs> I feel like. The states just get a little crazier every day. Well, it's a, it's a polar thing because we got some states yeah. that are like getting like things are like, wow, that's really great. Things are moving the yeah. right direction. The other ones are going right off a fucking cliff. Uh, yeah, the most I guess cliffiest that's true. of those cliffs being Alabama, I think. <laughs> the Alabama Supreme Court, if you haven't heard about this, I, I don't know how, but there was a case that made it to the Alabama Supreme Court where a family had been trying to conceive. They were using IVF. Um, the clinic that they were they were going to receiving care from, I, it sounded, every time I saw it, it was written the same way, and I still didn't fully understand, but it was like somebody wandered into the back and knocked over some stuff. Yeah, and basically, so, like, so there was there was some form of mishandling. There was something clearly somebody should not have done, and and some of the eggs that they had preserved uh, had been destroyed in the process. But it wasn't eggs; they were em- oh, they, they were fertilized. They were fer- so, I mean, honestly, until it's born, I don't really care too much. But yeah, but they had sued that clinic and for damages, and they had lost. At every level, because people were like, there's no law here that says, really defines what that property is or whatever. And I will say, like, I think that there is a legitimate, there's a legitimate loss that they had. And I think there is a, and I think there should be some compensation for that. But, but, but to take that and treat 
that as babies makes right. no well, sense that, at all. So when it got to the Alabama Supreme Court, the Alabama Supreme Court was like, essentially, they killed some folks. Yeah, you're absolutely entitled to things because, you know, those fertilized embryos are human life. They're the same as babies. They yeah. should be considered the absolute same in an opinion, which you should all feel comforted to know that it included 46 references to the Bible or something like that. Right. Not the section on uh, on how to perform an abortion, right. though. And, and so the, the immediate response from, you know, hospital systems and clinics and caregivers across Alabama is to say, we can't do IVF anymore. Right. Because basically, I mean, the, the thing of it is, is that if you go through the process of IVF, you're storing all of these embryos right. and they're frozen and eventually they will, you know, they, they, they try to implant them. Like, yeah. they, like, it's just part of the process. And so, yeah, you can't really perform IVF under those rules. And it's like, and the implications of the ruling are like, think about this. Let's say that you were a frozen embryo for several years before you were finally like implanted in your mother and yep. and brought to brought to term and born you could nominally argue that well since i was i was technically a person for 6 years before i even got out of the womb that i can drive at 10 yeah I, why not why not and or if you're going through ivf can you claim children as dependents you should yes you should absolutely claim them as dependents if you are if you are in Alabama listening to this right now, first of all, thank God you. Help you. <laughs> God uh, help you. Second, Let us know who we can donate to. <laughs> yes. Second of all, uh, you should absolutely claim uh, embryos as dependents. You should go like go go freeze some embryos. Well, you can't really freeze yeah. embryos anymore because nobody wants to do that anymore right now. But but if you have any on file, please please do that. And it is a grueling process. Yeah. Physically and emotionally for people going through IVF. Oh, yeah, and yeah. just a continuing war on women and war on women's rights. Which isn't surprising when you quote the Bible in your rulings. Right. Now, of course, the backlash to that is Republicans suddenly saying, oh, no, IVF is fine. No, no, whoa, 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 just no abortion, but IVF is fine. So Tammy Duckworth, senator from Illinois, God love her said, oh, IVF is fine. Well, let's, let me just put a bill out there that protects IVF in law. Yeah, and, unanimous uh, content. Let's con- just say, all right, cool, we're yeah, good with it. Unanimous consent the in the Senate just means we're going to pass it unless somebody objects. So, of course, Cindy Hyde-Smith, who is a senator from Mississippi, party affiliation not needed to be called out, was like, absolutely not. Because this could enable cloning of humans and chimeras, human-animal mixes, three three parent humans. What well, I think, like, do these people just sit around and watch just like the alien autopsy videos and things like like what what are, what are we what, the chimeras? What are we what are we doing? Like I, I, the the thing, I, I saw this headline that I really appreciated. It was like. Once again, Republicans seem to not know where babies come from. Right. <laughs> and that, right. that is the thing. Or they do, and they hate the women that carry them. Yes. Yeah, that might, you might be onto something there. 
It uh, is. It is really just. So in our check-in of the states, Alabama not going so well. Not not How going so well. How is um, Texas going? Well, look, and I think this is a thing that we we should probably make sure that we're covering all the time. Um, uh, you know, so many states are passing anti-trans legislation, um, which is just despicable. Yes, and uh, Texas is Texas had passed all of these laws about you know the ability to give care to folks. Um, and as part of that, they're trying to essentially extract information from any organization that may have it under the auspices of trying to find fraud, like insurance fraud, right? So they had, uh, Ken Paxson had, had moved to get information from an LGBTQ group to say, I need to know everybody every piece of information you have about anybody receiving gender-affirming care. Yeah. And that actually was rejected. So that group sued. That that was rejected by a, a Texas judge, a state judge even, not even a federal judge, which is a positive thing. But we just have to acknowledge, like, how terrifying that is yeah. for... Uh, trans kids and their families and trans adults, right? Yeah. Like, you're just trying to get care, and you've got states trying to find everything out about you for... Yeah. Only only reasons of persecution, not yeah. prosecution. And, and it's worth noting that, like, you know, the, the, the foundation of Roe v. Wade, etc., was all about privacy rights. It is about... Yeah. That you, it is between you and your doctor and your health care, and that, you know, that's why we had those protections. And so... It is not a surprise that if somebody is making a ruling like that, that it's once again on privacy grounds. But it is it remains interesting that the Republican Party that claims to love small governments and keeping government out of your lives really isn't into that when push comes no. to shove. And, and remember, they've they've also tried to go for records outside of their own state. Right. So yeah. and this is going to be appealed to the Texas Supreme Court where it'll probably be. You know, the lower court will be reversed as they quote the Bible 75 times um, just to right, go one further. Because they're over the 50, uh, quote, threshold uh, as established by the Texas uh, Supreme Court. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can be a little Jesus-y, but come on. And actually, that's not the Jesus part of the Bible anyhow. But uh, let's uh, see. Alabama. Uh, no, sorry. Missouri. Missouri, yes. How, how's the Missouri race for uh, governor? Uh... Where where to begin? Uh, you got a guy who has an quote unquote honorary KKK membership, uh, and and declares himself a pro white man. Like, I mean Missouri. Like, here's the thing: I love St. Louis; it's a delightful city. Missouri is like batshit, and this just sort of further cements that. Uh, I don't really know what to say about this beyond just simply saying that it is a thing that is happening. But uh, I, I mean, the idea of somebody calling you out and saying, I think you're part of the KKK. And your response is, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just an honorary member. And right. sure, I attended some I, I attended some pro white man, you know, events where we. We celebrated Christ through fire on a cross. That is just a. 
that that's really not KKK. He's <laughs> KKK adjacent. It's not. I, it's I, not the same thing. He's not actually going out lynching that we know of. But you know. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. But then we get to Virginia, where this is this is one of those things. I don't know how many times it happens to you where you hear about something and you go. Wait a minute! They had to do that now. Wait, this is twenty. What year is this? Is uh-huh. this twenty twenty four? And it was Virginia Senate passing a bill to strip Confederate organizations of tax breaks. Well, and I can see how that would happen. Is that you'd have something that was set up as a nonprofit as part of in the eighteen sixties, maintaining the history of the struggle against Northern aggression or whatever, and. Uh, and then, you know, you get to this point now where it's like, okay, yeah, we're not going to say that's a, something you can really do. Uh, good good on Virginia to fix that. Who knows how many other states where that's going on? Really? I, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I honestly really want to really know. know about I really want to know. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about Oklahoma where things are clearly terrible and we're, we're dealing with the, the death of, uh, uh, of Nex, uh, another trans student and all of the things around that. We don't have time to go into all the badness in all of the states. Um, I hope that there are people in all of those states who are like, we're going to try to fix this and we're not just going to move out. Because I think one of the things that I always think about when I think about the states is sort of the self-selecting into concentrations of people who all think the same. Yeah. And that's that is antithetical to... Well, on would, what the country was founded and it on. Would be, and honestly, it would be fine, except for the fact that we have a, a political system that bases a lot of the power on geography, right? I mean, it's like, you know, if, if our Senate was decided based on population <laughs> rather than on the borders, um, you know, having concentrations of people being of one opinion versus another would be okay. But alas, it is not. Are. And a lack. Um, and so I a think lack. that's all we got on the states. Um, international news, our usual. It's all bad. Hit parade of, of bad. Uh, you know, Ukraine. Uh, they're obviously having a lot of struggles right now. Uh, the U.S. not providing uh, money for them to buy weapons uh, to continue the fight. Clearly a problem. Um, but you know, a couple data points on this uh estimates are that russia's had three hundred fifty thousand casualties in this war which is pretty crazy that is insane um and, and it's Ma- like a 10 to 1 ratio right right like- right and then macron suggested the possibility of sending troops to ukraine and <laughs> apparently some of putin's friends were like comparing this to uh, that if they sent them to Ukraine, it'd be like Napoleon's Grand Armée uh, uh, losing there just like, you know, it's like, it, it, it. no, no, not well, the same guys. But also uh, the, the German uh, prime minister, whose name just escaped me, yes. uh, it's not in the notes. I should have put it in the notes. He was like, we're not going to send troops to Ukraine. That would be crazy. So. Well, it's going to be interesting because it's like, I, my impression of what's going on in Ukraine is that there's it's going to be I don't think like the Russians are not going to take over Ukraine but the Ukrainians are not going to take over Ukraine Ukraine excuse me yeah let's try that again the Russians aren't going to take over Ukraine but the Ukrainians aren't going to take over Ukraine either yeah and it is so, a stalemate 
And so we're gonna, you know, it's gonna be a stalemate in all likelihood, and it's gonna be, it's just gonna be a matter of like, because we're not really providing the support to Ukraine that they need. At some point, they're gonna have to figure out a way to settle, and uh, that's bad. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's Ukraine. Uh, What's happening in Gaza continues to be absolutely <sighs> horrific. Yes. Yeah, so we have over 30,000 dead in Gaza. Um, the most recent thing was a about 100 people were killed trying to get food. Um, as best I can understand of it, um, there was a shipment of food aid that was coming in. And what has been the case previously with this kind of thing was that there was um, Hamas, basically police. They're, they're people who are working locally or part of Hamas and part of the government there. Uh, we're providing security for these food deliveries. And with the IDF moving into Rafa and those parts of, of, of the Gaza Strip, um, those security forces have been under attack from the IDF because they're part yep. of Hamas, right? So they aren't in a position to provide that security, so IDF tried to provide that security. And then there was people trying to pe- people who are starving to death trying to get food and things devolved very quickly and they, there were people shot there were people run over by tanks there were people run over by it's it's nothing good of this um, and uh, what it has prompted is the US is now starting to do airdrops of food which is good but is a it's a drop in the bucket compared to the amount of food aid that was going in previously good, good pun um, and so, ultimately, until there is, you know, <sighs> wish I still had her humorous phone a friend because I'm running out of. I know. I was thinking the here. same thing. We need. <laughs> I mean, because there was talk of a ceasefire, and Biden had said, "Oh, we're going to have a ceasefire by today." Was what he said. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, well, that kind of fell apart, and who knows why. Um, and now we know that the parties are back at the table in Cairo so maybe there will be a ceasefire soon I, th- this is an impossible situation yeah um partially because you don't have any rational actors well and i keep wondering like well what is what is the long term of this right because like is is there i mean my understanding is the israeli government has show no interest in trying to help rebuild any of what they've demolished. Um, so where do these people go? Yeah. Um, I was just, I was listening to a podcast where they were trying to help a Palestinian family raise money for, um, they have a, they have like several family members who are trapped there. And basically they're trying to raise mom- money mm-hmm. to bribe Egyptian officials to get into Egypt. One of their children has Down syndrome which Down syndrome, not a great combo when you're dealing with bombs falling around you. Um, and so, like, what is... Yeah. <sighs> well, thank you for tuning into our humorous podcast. <laughs> exactly. Steve <laughs> reaches for beer, ladies and gentlemen. Steve so. reaches for beer. Steve yeah. drinks beer. Let's... Uh, uh, what? It's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a, lot. a lot. And the hard thing is, um, it's all easy for us to say, and we don't know... We don't know who is going to be willing to to treat people like humans. 
and that's been the big problem. Yeah. Um, could we, could we switch? And now to you Chicago know we, and we often skip this subject because yeah. it's just it's just bad. Yeah, it's beyond us, right? We're we're two dudes drinking beer. We shouldn't be. We're not making foreign policy. We can't unravel this. It hasn't been unraveled in thousands of years. It's not gonna not gonna happen at Half Acre. Uh, and I nice. apologize to That'd Half nice Acre for like associating the, you with the, this. The Camp Baker Accords yeah. or whatever. Like come <laughs> come come here to Half Acre. The Half Acre bring Accords. Bring the parties to bear and be like here 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 here's some beer. Let's talk it out. Let's let's work it out, man. We're all good. We're all friends. We're all human beings. Probably can't, need can't non alcoholic beer for that. Anyway, let's switch to sh- Chicago and <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> so, uh, uh, lots of things going on, uh, and, and mostly we have elections. Yeah. So very important. Uh, the primary is coming up. You may be like, wait, there's a primary? Yes, yes, there is a primary, in fact. Uh, it is on March 19th is the official election day where you can go out and vote on a paper ballot. If you'd like to vote prior to that, starting Monday, they will have the uh, early voting centers open. You can do the mail-in ballot if that is uh, something you have chosen to do. Uh, many ways to express your opinion. Um, and while you may think to yourself, Trump's not on the ballot, or maybe he is, and I wasn't going to vote for him anyhow. And Biden's definitely going to win. So why do I show up? And the reason you show up is because of the Bring Chicago Home. Uh, there are so many. There are so many things on the ballot. Uh, Bring Chicago Home being one of them. Yes. Uh, and we talked about this in the last episode. Uh, Bring Chicago Home is. Um, it's a no-brainer. A, a marketing wrapper around a change in the way that uh, fees are assessed for properties when they change hands. Yes. And, and so today, when you do a, when you buy and sell property, there is a transfer tax, and all of this, all this is doing is changing it so that it is a progressive form of taxation rather than a flat tax. Right. Um, and so, if you are selling property that is worth less than a million dollars, you will be paying less in taxes than you would under the current system. If it's around, and I forget the exact breakouts, but like basically, then there's a part where you'd be basically paying the same, and then once it's you know past a certain point, you would be paying more, right? And so that's um, what's going on. But ultimately, it would be a tax increase across the aggregate of that, and would be using that money to help pay for uh, nominally to help pay for um, affordable housing in Chicago. Well, but. Yes, and mental health care and substance use counseling yeah. and educational opportunities. So, and and actually, there's no there's no world where it's the same, right? So, if it's less than a million, you pay a, a smaller percentage of the transfer yes. of the purchase price. If it's one to one point five, you pay one rate. If it's greater than one point five, you pay another on that incremental difference, right? So, okay. yep, yep, yep. And the idea is that. Overall, it should generate an extra $100 million or some amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, The problem has been that nobody knows if the way that they're going about this is legal. And so having it as a ballot measure, and it's it's on the ballot. It will remain on the ballot. You can mark a a response on the ballot. It's the very last thing on the ballot. Um, So go all the way through. Go through all the judges. Yes. Go through all the judges. But first, read about the judges. But go through all the judges. It's the very last thing on the ballot. Um, 
the the legality of that has been challenged by mostly real estate developers. Yes. Um, who don't want their taxes raised. Is really who don't want to pay more when they buy something. Yeah. Right. And um, right now, uh, Judge Burke, you're going to hear some Burks. This isn't. This is not that a, Burke. Different Burke. A different Burke. Not, Less hats. Not Supreme Court Justice Burke. Not former convicted alderman Burke. Not the next Burke we'll talk about, who's running for state's attorney. A different Burke uh, said, "Yep, it's it's unconstitutional." She wrote an opinion that didn't make any sense. Nobody really knows what's happening. There have been some appeals to this. People trying to to get it back, sort of counted, so it's on the ballot. But as of right now. It won't be tallied. It's just on there for right. funsies. So, so here's the thing: is like you should you should absolutely go vote, and you should absolutely vote for this measure, and then we'll see what happens in the courts after the fact. Yeah. Um, the The ruling was like saying that something about how it's structured, and then it's like that it's actually three separate questions when really it should only be one question. It, it's it's complete. It's likely legal nonsense, and the thing will stand. Yeah. But clearly, this is something that will potentially undermine people going, showing up to vote for it. Uh, and yes. In addition to all of the ads that have been paid for by real estate developers yeah. to try to make you think that somehow this is going to be bad for you, and it will not. It's going to affect such a small percentage of transactions yes. overall. Yeah. It'll affect larger transactions more. They're, they've suggested it'll oh it'll raise your rent. No, no, no. Like they've been there's been analysis. It would be like a buck. It wouldn't matter at all. Yeah. And for your, hey, for guess your what? People are have been raising rents every year, irrespective, regardless of this. Of this. Yes. They're going to raise rents if they don't. If this doesn't pass, um, so go vote for it. Uh, I would say go vote for it. The, Brandon, well, okay. Well, I was just going to say, other races we should start yeah, yeah, yeah. thinking about. The ones that I'm kind of focused on, there are some local races that are um, uh, more important to me because they're very local to me. Um, but uh, the things that are more broad across Chicago, so clerk of the court. So what does the clerk of the court do? So this is the person who kind of makes the court system run. Yeah. And if they're bad at their jobs, then the courts don't work well. Yeah. Um, the current clerk of the court is Iris Martinez. She's this is her, the end of her first term, um, and she replaced somebody else who was like Dorothy Brown, who was like, wasn't she, I'm trying to remember if she was corrupt. There was something wrong with that. Oh my I god, remember correctly. Dorothy yeah. Brown was like she was the one who was like storing like giant amounts of paperwork in warehouses just to pay people. You know, yeah. Like, Dorothy was, Brown was yeah. was very very bad. Yeah. Iris Martinez is not good. Yeah. So Iris Martinez is. I think the laziest politician in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll say she lives in my ward. She lives in the 33rd ward. She is the 33rd ward committee committee person. Um, she's done nothing. There is no 33rd ward Democratic organization, yeah. which is what the committee person is supposed to do. Her whole reason for wanting that is so she had an extra vote in situations where you got to appoint somebody like the 20th uh, Illinois Senate. Uh, where Natalie Toro was appointed by Iris Martinez and her yeah. friends. Um, and I'm generally against people being in office and on the committee at the same time. Like, do one or the other. But, yeah, but she is. That's some, that's some super nuanced democratic um, politics in uh, Chicago. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and nobody wants to talk about that. I mean, I, I would happily talk about that. But Iris Martinez has not done a good job of the, court, the clerk of the court. We still have these huge issues where... You know, judges will dismiss cases 
but the court's computer systems still show them as open or people as convicted. And so, you know, people are not able to get jobs or housing just because of the incompetence of her office. Yeah. And you combine that with her saying, no, everything's fine and we're awesome, and her forcing the people in the office to campaign for candidates that she wants to win, yeah. which is strictly illegal. And she's, you can also see correlations between donations made by her employees and their promotions. So her employees are donating to a specific candidate like Sammy Martinez, who was running for alderman in the 33rd Ward. And then lo and behold, they got promoted Yeah, right afterwards. Yeah. Um, good, absolutely good terrible Chicago corruption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, running against her is Mariana Spiropolis. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, this, this isn't Water Commission. What, what are we doing here? Isn't this what? Isn't what she does? Doesn't she do Water Commission? Mariana Spiropolis. Isn't that Spiropolis water for water? Isn't she a water person? Um, she was a water person. Oh, is she moving on from that. She That's is different. Yeah. Oh, so okay. so the, the 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 water reclamation <laughs> he's like thinking he's wrong for a second. <laughs> no no the water reclamation district is is What are you uh, talking about Steve? Uh, is uh. is one of these great things that is like a in the Chicago area is kind of one of those you know stepping stone kind of things, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, so it is true that the that Mariana Spiropolis has been on the Board of Commissioners for the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District of Greater Chicago, Chicago the MWRDGC, yes. as we know. Yes. Um, but she is running for clerk of the court, and I know her. She's actually very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, as a person, she's got to be better than Iris Martinez. Also, I just like her uh, last name. It's just a cool I, I, last you know name. how many Greeks are running right now? Like all the, the I, like I can't tell you and well, how many Greek candidates are just like yeah, lots of Greeks, but like, lots of Burks. Yes, that's it. Um, we also have uh, Cook County State's Attorney. Uh, we all know Kim Fox, everybody's favorite State's Attorney narrator. Nobody's favorite State's Attorney. Um, there are really only three kind of main competitors. There's Clayton Harris III, who's a University of Chicago professor. He's worked in state government. He's managed some things. It's not totally clear that he's he's definitely not as progressive as Kim Fox. Not totally clear where his uh, qualifications lay. He's one person. You've got another Burke, because <laughs> we got to have more Burks. Eileen O'Neill Burke, different Burke than the other Judge Burke. Also not the alderman. Um, what's interesting here is that, you know, the way that some of these races are run, there's a certain amount of money that can be raised or, or raised from individuals until you kind of say we're just going to remove those limitations. Yeah. And, like, the moment that that happened, she got $800,000 like, the next day and all from um, – all from real estate and uh, hedge fund kind of folks. Nope. And nope. Very. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I know you're running as a Democrat, but that, that you know, that doesn't qu- quite quite jibe Independent there. Democrat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then third is Bob Fioretti, who is. Like, I almost kind of want Fioretti to, to win just on the fact, like, the guy keeps trying, man. Like, like no, you got, he's, you but he's f- actually switched to Republican Party oh. affiliation oh. now. So Bob Fioretti God was a two-term it. alderman. Um, also looks like Rutger Hauer. 
somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like Batman Begins, Rutger yeah, Hauer. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but has run for so many things. Um, he ran for mayor. He, I, like I've met him a few times. I, I don't know why he's running other than he doesn't there know was how to an do open lane. Else. There's also a libertarian candidate. I recommend you go look him up. I could not describe him. I could not describe him at all, <laughs> other than he may be a Harkonnen. Also, Dune 2 opened this weekend. Ah, I'm going to see that next weekend, and I cannot wait. Me too. Uh, so, Clayton so, Harris is so probably... catch up on our film podcast yeah. uh, after that. Um, if you remember when Dune came out, there were lots of things, but I, I had my still suit on. It was amazing. Um, uh, Clayton Harris the third is probably the best of the three options. I say with the hesitance. Least, the least worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Water Reclamation Board. So we just talked about it, you know, with respect to Mariana Spiropolis. But, look, this is this is one of these kind of things that is, I, I don't know why it exists. I kind of know why it exists. But there's so much of that is people just trying to use this as a stepping stone. Establish their name. Yeah. I mean, that's why I know Spiropolis. They want to show that they can run a campaign that's bigger than a ward, right? Because you need to show that you can do it so that you can get money from the Democratic Party, you know, a broader kind of thing. Um, So, look, when you go to the polls, you're in Chicago, you see these things. There's Sharon Waller is going to be at the top of the ticket. Please vote for Sharon Waller. She is amazing. Um, she's a she's a nerd. She's a scientist. Um, she wants to do this because she thinks she can make this better. She doesn't want to do anything else. That in and of itself is reason to vote for. Um, I know her really well. Uh, just a, a great human being. Um, and you can find her website. It is Waller for Water, which is just a great yes. a great name. Yes. Um, if you look for Waller for Water, you'll find her website. I, like, I'm going to go out and knock some doors for her later today. Um, I guess that's the full disclosure piece. But, um, And here's the other thing. I was talking to some political consultants this week, and they said— Like you do. Like, like I do. Um, as I was at a fundraiser for 45th Ward committee person, uh, Michael Rabbit. So, actually, if you're listening to this and you're in the 45th Ward, Michael Rabbit for committee person— and I was talking to these consultants who were like, I think Waller's got a real shot this time because she's run before. And I was like, you know, why do you think that? And they, she's at the top of the ticket. And nobody knows what the fuck that does. <laughs> and so they just vote for the first person. Right, and that gets right. you like 12 percentage points. <laughs> yeah. So Waller for water. Yeah. But but you're uh, coming up. You're an, an election judge. Well, right? actually, I'm going to I'm going to do one more thing because okay. that made me think of this. Um, I know nothing about. Somebody who's running for judge, and their last name is Zink. And I've seen their signs around. The pink Zink the signs? Pink Zink. And I have to say, whoever's, like, did their signs, fucking genius. Because, like, I'm, like I can't get, I, I, I know that person's name. I've seen their signs over the last, like, couple of days. But because their signs are pink and the person's name is Zink, yeah, I, I know their name. Right. And you so see them right I go, under the train, don't the you? Booth, Right on, like, Montrose I mean, and Irving. Look, and, yeah, they're like, judge, I'm going to look at, yeah. vote, by the way, voteforjudges.org. Great reference to see, like, yep. who's been signed off on by the various bar associations. So you can see who's actually qualified. I'm assuming Meh. that Zinc is on that list. And uh, and if uh, if they are, uh, they'll get my vote purely based on the quality of their signage. Um, <laughs> so there's that. 
So that's I have no other. If you you've know. made it through this long and you're like, I really hope to get some good advice from these guys. Pink sign. Okay, great. Thanks. Pink sign. Vote for the pink. Yeah. Uh, or not, if they're not on that list. Vote for judges is the useful advice. The other thing, uh, I had my election judge training yesterday, and so I got to experience that, and it's just a refresher for me since I have done it once before. Um, I've never done a primary before, so that's going to be a new experience because there's like 37 different ballots. Um, but your experience checking in to the voting experience that you'll have will, I think, be better this year. Um if you recall the experience, what you do is you fill out on a clipboard, you put your name in and everything, you hand it over to somebody, and then they have to look you up in the system. That whole system that does the lookups is yeah. like a thousand percent better. Like it's actually like got a decent interface. It's actually very intuitive. Um, so I think your experience of voting should be improved by that. My experience as an election judge will be vastly superior because of that. So somebody did something right. I think it's Dominion voting. Shout out to Dominion Voting. Shout uh, out to Dominion Voting. And that's all I got on that. So uh, make sure you get out and vote. Like we said, uh, early voting is going to happen starting on Monday. Uh, and then the election day is on the 19th. And, and we'll probably talk more about it uh, when we get there. Yeah, we absolutely. Uh, and I'm trying we'll to get find. probably get one more podcast in before yeah, the big Yeah, we day. absolutely will. And I'm trying to find this judge to see if we can figure out. Zinc for judge. Yes. Uh, running in... The which sub circuit is that? I have no idea. Okay, I'm lots going of good to endorsements though. Uh, Congresswoman Jan Schakowsky, Mike Quigley, Sarah Feigenholz. Yeah, yeah, vote for this person. Got, got all the endorsements. Angela Clay, older person. So you've got people who are both mo- moderate and sort of more liberal. Uh, like I, I love this list of list of older people. Um, Bennett Lawson, who is just a bro angela clay who's a a a democratic socialist for america uh 46 timmy newton also bro matt martin in 47 who is that's all you need yeah and then lenny uh in 48 i mean that's another good one that is a real and state senator mike simmons but then also committee person tom tunney i mean like this person has got all of the and whoever did their sign design like Nominate them, too, for something. I don't know. IVI, IPO. Write them in. Um, if you don't want to vote in the primary for some office, write that, that designer in, yeah, even though I, it doesn't really actually I am, do anything. This is, this is an amazing collection of endorsements, if you know Chicago politics, yeah, yeah. because it is, it is every, every lane of the political spectrum. Um, nice. So, anyway, thank you for joining us on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday. I'm going to go play video games. What are you going to go do? Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm going to go knock doors. I am also going to go play video games. Okay. I'm going to go knock some doors and then play some video games. You're such a good person. Anyhow. Do uh, the work, ladies and gentlemen. Take care, everybody. Remember, voteforjudges.org. Have a beer. Relax. And enjoy the spring weather while we got it. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.